0: It's the podcast where we talk about the dating show, except this September where we pivoted to the Flintstones, prehistoric attitudes and scenes, just like we are used to on our screens, this month on the podcast, it's a yabba Avenue time, we're doing this now. I'm sorry to the subscribers. Yabba Dabba Do! <laughs> Max looks unhappy already. Uh, and welcome back. And welcome to the Batch Boulder of Hearts. Oh, goodness me! The Batch Boulder Rock Australia Pod Rock <laughs> that asks ye old questone. Are we meant to keep doing the Bachelor, uh, like the the, the the Flintstones intro for this?
1: Well, I suppose technically you are right in that it is Flintstones month. Yeah, I don't and know where it
0: lands within the continuity.
1: This is the part of it that is confusing to yeah. me as well. Because hello, listeners, this is an emergency episode right. of the Bachelor of Hearts podcast.
0: My name is Xavier Rubolda Noonan, oh and I love the Flintstones and I hate the Coronasaurus. And I also like the Bachelor. <laughs> It's it's an episode that has to, you know, function in two different ways
1: Yeah, we've got to serve two purposes here
0: Joining me, as always, is my very malleable um,
1: Mm.
0: uh, uh, cave host, (laughs) uh, the magnetic Max Quinstone
1: Hello, yes, uh, we are here to talk about everything that's going on in the world of the Flintstones And in the (laughs) world of the Bachelors, Uh as part of this emergency broadcast before we get any further i do want to say we are recording on the unceded lands of the gadigal people the Ewer Nation. we want to pay our respects hello to elders past present emerging any first nations listeners hello how are you geez there is some some news about the bachelor and right. we're also going to talk about a <laughs> flintstones rap album
0: yeah, that's right yeah this is just... So yeah, I mean, you know, this is an this is emergency minisode as you've said because two extremely important things have come across our desk this week. Yeah. Uh, which equally need to be addressed mm. uh, because both of them are just as important as each other. Uh, just on the face of things obviously they they would be considered equally important to to anyone, yes. you know. But but more, more specifically they are extremely relevant to our two exactly equal audiences. That is to say, you know, they concern the two areas of interest that we've always focused on The Venn diagram
1: of the BOH. Right. And so
0: it would be equally surprising if we didn't talk about either. You know, if we released another episode where we didn't mention either of these things, I think would be wrong.
1: A faux pas.
0: Yes. So thank you for being here, listeners, and tuning in for what promises to be a deeply necessary bonus episode. Uh, before even we get into it though, I just want to very quickly thank our patrons. Um, we're doing things a bit differently this month because it's Flintstones month and everything's a little crazy as we'll talk about in a moment, but, um... Specifically, uh, you know, we, we love all our patrons and we're very, very glad to have them helping us to keep doing this very important work. Um, but on top of that, I also really want to thank the $10 patrons,
1: mm, um, the above and beyonders.
0: Right. Exactly. These people, uh, have really put their whole patriarchy into supporting <laughs> the podcast. Uh, and I, am not going to do the traditional thing. Cause I just want to get, we, this is a bonus mini, so we're trying not to edit too much. We're trying to just like make something we can put out Yeah, because this thing is free fresh and hot. Um, but I, I do just want to really quickly thank Katie, Evie, Sarah, Alba, and of course, Nell twice um, for their support and going above and beyond, giving us $10 a month. Uh, we love you. Thank you so much. But let's, let's get into the meat of the episode. The, the um, big rack of uh, like dinosaur ribs yeah. of the episode, as yeah. it were, which of course, <laughs> now that we've done all the Flintstone setup. I think we should start by talking about the Bachelor. Thing, Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So this is the this is the reason for the season. This is the reason why we wanted to do an emergency mini because something big has come up. This is it. It looks like the bachelors may have been pushed back to twenty twenty three.
1: What did one of them do? <laughs> That's, That's my question. It's a good question. Like so this is a beloved franchise. Mm. Channel Ten were like, "Oh, maybe we'll rest the Bachelorette." Turns out they're resting them both. Right. My question is like, why start the rollout for the promo? We're having three bachelors. You get to start to meet them all. We this, had a whole this bonus episode. was like
0: three or four months ago. Yes. Yeah. Right.
1: We had a whole bonus episode on why we thought that one of them um might be a bit a bit probo mm-hmm. because uh he's involved in uh what do you call it? one of those multi-level marketing system? Scheme. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and to be honest, I've forgotten both his name and the name of the product.
0: His name, of course, is Tal- Thomas Malus- Malucelli. We Ta- never found out how to pronounce it because I've yep. never heard his name spoken. Oh, good Lord. Um, and it'll be <laughs> another several months. Yeah. It seems. It seems. Uh, until we do, I don't remember. Oh, Slim Fu? No, that's a real. Actual no, product. no, that's I have a... to be careful about what product I say are part of this. Um,
1: no, no, it was called Isogenics. That's uh, the one. Yes, yeah. So he's he's Mister Isogenics Isobody World Champion 2019 to one. you yeah. and Bachelor 2023, along with two other men. Now to us, yes. what happened?
0: So this is being reported from. I, I think it was first posted in the Daily Mail, but it's been picked up by a lot more. Uh, outlets that you know that we <laughs> yeah. trust somewhat more. And Daily
1: Mail Australia, or um...
0: I mean, they don't have their. It is Daily Mail Australia. Yeah. Um, then in it's... that
1: case, I just implore you to use the proper noun, which is the Daily Mail.
0: That's right, the Daily yeah. Mail, or the Daily Mail Australia. <laughs> I've heard it called that as well, um, by me. Uh, or the DMAs is the other joke we've made yeah. about them. Good, yeah. Good. Um, Daily Mail Australia can reveal that Channel 10 has made the difficult decision to postpone the much-anticipated season 10. Oh, season 10. Not Mm. uh, Until next year. 10 have made the call to delay the show until early 2023 so that they can focus on promoting The Real Love Boat, revealed a well-placed source. So The Real Love Boat is a new dating reality type show that will be uh, airing... uh, I don't know. Channel 10 has started doing it. I don't know a lot about this show. I know about the, what I consider to be the real love boat, which is like a 1960s sitcom with like a bunch of guest stars where they all, you
1: know, what I consider to be the real love boat, which is every date. in the Right. That's true. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, The other real love boat is Titanic, I guess. Mm -hmm. It didn't end super well. I wonder whether this one will fare better. Um, Like I, so
1: here is my ceaseless speculation Mm -hmm. and that's all that it is. Mm hmm. What did one of them do? Someone's done something. Right. We needed to pivot immediately because otherwise, like, we're investing in this or... Here's the other thing, right? Did Channel 10 just have a hit on their hands in the Love Boat Australia?
0: Maybe, yeah. Maybe they've been shooting this show and they were like, you know, when they announced it or when they decided to do it, they weren't necessarily thinking it was going to be all that much. Yeah. But shooting, like something went down, something so exciting happened that they were like, fuck, we're all eggs, one basket. Like this show is our new future. Yeah. And look, obviously... The Bachelor, The Bachelorette is a franchise that is not doing especially well for Channel 10. And I think they are, they are panicking about it anyway. So, and and obviously they have already fumbled something and made the audience the already shrinking audience for that show wait a very long time in the first place so maybe they're just thinking look they've waited this long what if it gets filmed and it never gets aired you
1: know and also what does this mean for the bachelors like do we do we have any information about that
0: well it is interesting isn't it because obviously like um the the way that i have been framing this season is uh they are they are casting three leads so that it will maximise their chances uh, of one of them ending in a happy couple, right? Because mm. often they'll get, you know, it seems like they have not had an incredibly good run of luck. Although Jimmy and Holly are still together, I guess. they, I think they're worried about it not being seen as an actual path to relationship success. So they have cast three people as the lead so that at least one of them will turn out, right? Yes. But now we have this situation where they are waiting months and months, they have to live in privacy, yeah. you know, they're not given the opportunity to explore the relationships in the real world. Like this
1: is going to be so spoiled. Don't right. you think? Like this is just we are on the the, the um outcome bubble of it gets spoiled
0: mm-hmm. or they have broken up by the end of the series. A hundred percent. I can't imagine. Because you also like obviously even Just trying to live in a, in a relationship and not have people find out about it for several months is difficult enough. Uh Uh-huh. But also there is all this speculation about what's going on with this season. I know. So people are like digging around. Any sight of any of these people like showing up at a pub or whatever instantly gets people talking. tongues like... wagging. Right, exactly. It's it's impossible to imagine this thing. And also the amount of scrutiny and pressure that that puts a new relationship under. Absolutely. It's just like a crucible that you can't imagine.
1: Like you're almost going into isolation Two point or three point. God, if you if these people are from <laughs> Melbourne, five 0, Right, yeah. Where you're just like, what, like, firstly, all of the relationships that that you and I know between you know m- mutual friends that just fell apart because mm. of the first isolation. Sure. you're Right. This is a pressure cooker environment yeah. that we are subjecting our our couples to, and also like, yeah, you are so right that this is just anywhere. At, Anytime anyone goes anywhere, it is going to be so newsworthy.
0: Yeah. Even the most cynical, like, if you don't believe that any of these relationships are real at all, mm. which, uh, you know, I, I would argue thing? is not the case necessarily, but like, that's a healthy way to look at this franchise. Yeah. So if you're looking at it like, you know, let's say maybe you're not head over heels in love with the person at the end of it, but you're willing to, you're, you're making a bargain with the world of The Bachelor and the world of like current popular culture, Mm. which is I will subject myself to this, uh, for a number of months or whatever. I will jump through these hoops and in, in return, I will be rewarded with, you know, tens or hundreds of thousands of Instagram followers and a a pathway to, um, you know, a a somewhat easier like income source for the rest of your life. You know, you can probably, if you handle it right, you can turn this into... We are looking to monetize. Right, exactly. So let's say that let's say that's the only reason you got into it. It becomes a so so much different of a deal. You, the bargain is is so much harder if you have to keep up the act, or you know, if you have to maintain even just to have your social media on private. Right, and so the other part of this is
1: that we know who some of the women are. Right. right. So the DMAs had reported this in the past. This that stuff they have is all leaked. Names, yeah of some of the women who are in the cast, there have been photos of people going on dates. What are, what about these people, right? So yeah. not just as The Bachelors, but the, are these women not allowed to now date anyone for the next X amount of it time? It would
0: seem probably not, unless <sighs> obviously these leagues are just going to keep happening, right? Yeah. So this I, is fraught. The Daily, the Daily Mail um, are reporting that now... Uh, now that this announcement has come out, I guess, internally or whatever, yeah. uh, both suitors and contestants will now be able to access their social media accounts um, after, because obviously they get taken off them, right? Yeah, when so they've they, been
1: locked out for months now. For
0: months and months. And, and now at this point, they've finally gone, fuck, all right, you can have them back, but under very strict control, um, including they have to remain on private. Uh huh. Um, they can't accept any new followers. Rude. Um, Even from when they, like, I think probably from the period that they were announced, which includes us, unfortunately. So we don't have any insight into what's going on behind the scenes. Although I've seen some stuff leaked. I don't know how people are accessing this or whatever, but like the aforementioned Thomas Malucelli did make a little, hey, I'm back on social media, like post or whatever (laughs) to his private circle. Um And yeah, they've obviously been reminded not to post any spoilers, be careful who you're in photos with, Um, they cannot tag or mention the show... Um, so you know they have to they have to live a very like cloistered existence just
1: good luck to the producers good right. luck to, like this is not going to happen it is it is 2022 and if you think that people aren't going to find a way to get on the internet right and to talk about the experience that they have just been through
0: even last uh, year on The Bachelor we had people fa- like making a fake account so that they could co- yeah, quietly yeah. talk you know without being talk with on the radar friends, whatever yeah, yeah and like by the, the and that Christmas stuff got leaked. Week
1: of the season we had found them right exactly yeah.
0: and we were friends with them right uh shout out to steph um but it is a crazy position because they they are essentially putting themselves into this position channel 10 is putting themselves into this position solely because they already waited too long yeah there are now not that many what are called ratings weeks or you know like uh times when they would expect anyone to really be watching television for the rest of the year right and so they're like fuck we've we've made a mistake we can't promote the Love Boat Australia at the same time, the bachelor, yeah, because they're or- they're also already doing promo for the Challenge Australia. Oh yeah, which is this other show that is not a dating reality type show, but features a bunch of Bachelor dating people. reality people. It's just a clusterfuck. They've There's really so messed it happen. up. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Uh, I can't wait for The Upfronts. Remember last year we watched The Dogs? Right. So this is the thing. They've, they've, they've. Channel 10 has still not made any kind of confirmation or announcement about this, but it's expected to happen at The Upfronts, which are now in less than a month. Yeah. Um, which is insane because we have been talking about what this season of Bachelor and Bachelorette could be like for almost a year now.
1: Yeah, this is true. We have been publicly profiled as people speculating on what this might look like. Right. And now it has been, I feel do you, like... I feel blue-bulled by the franchise. Yes,
0: yes. It it is... um, It's crazy. I mean, it's like... It feels a bit like the pandemic again. And it is crazy to think that... They managed to put out a Bachelor and Bachelorette season in every year of the pandemic up until this one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. They had they had the initial breakout of COVID-19 take place whilst the season was being shot. Incredible And, and they managed to turn it around and yeah. still put a TV season out In
1: this there. case, they've shot a whole season and nothing. They've just decided, no. Everybody's just sitting on their hands. It's crazy. Fuck. Okay. So this raises a really important question. Mm-hmm what are we doing about this? Yeah.
0: So this is a big question, um, that I imagine a lot of our listeners have because, you know, this year has already been thrown a little bit out of whack, mm. um, by not knowing when this will happen. Obviously you see the news, you think BOH pod. Right. Of course. This is what everybody, <laughs> this is on top of everybody's list of, uh, what, yeah, what's going to happen. Mm. We don't super know, no. to be honest, we, we haven't quite made up our mind because like we have a few different options we can go down and maybe we should outline those very quickly. Um, Uh, so we can just, we can just wait. We can just wait. (laughs) We can just wait. I don't. Hiatus. Yeah. I don't strictly want to do that. Um, you know, we've got, we've got time. We love doing the podcast. Mm. Um, we also like, no, you know, we want people to, to stay engaged and have something to bring us all together and make us feel nice. Um, but then, so what does that leave us with to cover? Obviously, Bachelor's not on TV. They are talking about this love boat show, right? Yeah. I don't care about it on on a on a basic level. I've the, nothing has has presented itself to me as a reason to get engaged with mm, it, mm. Um, except for the fact that it will be on TV. Mm. Um, but maybe that's enough, and maybe you know. <laughs>
1: like yeah the only thing that i know about it is that my mom texted me about it oh okay that's that's all that i know and can then, you reveal that text so the, the context text, of was, that text yeah absolutely i can hang on this i hope this isn't really a violation like of privacy or it's anything, definitely yeah. not a violation of privacy you will really enjoy this
0: should we get some context on your mom your mom's name um,
1: uh sharon sharon of course um her phone number is <laughs> That'd be uh, great. okay so this is a little bit ago mm-hmm. she said hiya loved your love boat send up yesterday Barney Rubble, who we have discussed on the Bachelor of Hearts extra credit episodes, uh, oh, yes. is my granddad, mm-hmm. um, would have been proud of you. Hope there's no dinosaurs on the real love boat. The Darren McMullen takeoff was so funny. And then I said, hi, can I ask, what love boat send up are you talking about? <laughs> I
0: was, that was my I question I don't too. remember
1: doing anything like that. Uh-huh. Who is Darren McMullen?
0: Yeah, fair questions. All. Yeah.
1: And then she said, ha 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 ha, your sister said I was wrong. There's a new reality TV show called The Real Love Boat. Because you used an old song, a.k.a. The Flintstones, I thought that you were sending it up. He's Darren McMullen is the host, brackets, like Osher. Sorry, I'll see if I can find the ad. You're gonna love it.
0: Okay, real talk, very quick question for you. Yeah. Does your mum listen to the pod? I don't know. Because she's talking about you using the Flintstones theme song, which...
1: We posted it on Instagram. Oh, yeah! My mum uses Instagram, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: In fact, yeah, I've seen your mum on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not making a joke about it. Nope. I'm just saying. Just saying she's on there. Shouts out if she is listening. Yeah. Um, That's very funny. So, I mean, yes, we don't know anything about the show. I haven't been following it. Are we interested? Mildly. But I like the idea of something all being, like, you know, the thing that has brought us and our community together in the past is all being able to watch something that airs on Channel 10 yep. at, like, prime time and talk about it.
1: And has a boat date.
0: And it's a boat thing, and it's dating, and that's somewhat interesting, you yes. know? So that's a possibility. Um, I won't lie and pretend that I'm, like, fired up about it, but if the interest is there, if then... If the people want it. Yeah, then we'll gladly find out what's going on there. Yeah. And maybe it will be an extremely pleasant surprise to True. us. Uh, the other possibilities that spring to mind are doing another season of Bachelor of Hearts presents extra credit. Mm-hmm. Um, no, nope. what is it called? Ancient, Ancient history. history. <laughs> I came up with all this, and I can't. I can't keep it together. Um, there are plenty of, uh, seasons in the past of The Bachelor and Bachelorette, um, that I would be very interested in diving into. We could get several weeks or months worth of Mm -hmm. episodes out of that. Mm. could be very interesting. There's stuff that I would like to talk about in that, you know, in that format, there are seasons I'd like to cover. There's like the first season of Bachelorette, um, or we could jump into a more recent season. We could maybe talk about like the first Black Bachelorette, um, Rachel Lindsay, who had a very interesting season. Yeah. Um, we, you know, there's there's plenty of directions we could go with that. We could talk about like what's been going on on like recent uh, US Batchy Bachelorette. For sure, thing. we could pivot. The other, I, I forgot about this, but this is something we could consider as well. Mm. Um, in about a week, They are going to start airing Bachelor in Paradise US, which will contain mostly people that we've never talked about on this podcast, because I watch US Bachelor and Bachelor religiously, and so I know a lot of these people, but we haven't covered it, and so I feel like we would have to do a lot of setup and explanation. That's
1: okay, I'm happy to come in blind, and I love Bachelor in Paradise. The
0: other thing about this is that there are, I think, two Australian Bachelor people who will be appearing on uh, this season, as well as... One former American Bachelor person who came to Australia to do the Bachelor in Paradise Australia season and is now doing another season of American Bachelor. Okay. Which is American Alex. Yes, Amal. Yeah, Amax. Amal? Yeah, a- AML. Yeah, Amal Nitrate is what we called it. Yeah. So that's a possibility. Okay. That intrigues me a little more. We mm. would be diving into the deep end a little bit, mm. um, but I would argue the amount of setup that we would have to do to explain what's going on there would probably be roughly equal to... The real love boat. Working out what a love boat is. Right. True. We could try and do both, but I feel like that would get... That would get a lot. That would get busy. Yeah. Um. The other thing we could do is just do random shit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know? that's also an option. Because we have... Obviously, we do the the Patreon. We have a bunch of episodes planned that are not strictly, like, in series. Mm. Um, but I've got a list of probably, like, a dozen episodes that I would like to cover at some point. Just various random things that are somewhat linked. I'm going to give them away. Mm. Um. But we could do that. We could pivot that towards the main feed. The problem is that we will burn through those episodes if we do them on the main feed. Mm. I kind of like the idea of spacing them out a little bit. And also, I had thought of most of these as topics that we could handle whilst also doing recaps of The Bachelors. Yeah, yeah. Because the recaps take a lot of time. <laughs> this f- now feels like it should have been a meeting as opposed to It does to something... feel
1: like, yeah, we are veering into um, shop talk.
0: Yes. Uh, basically what this boils down to is if you guys have any ideas, if you have, oh have any thoughts. We
1: would love to hear what you have to say.
0: Absolutely. This is a great time for you guys to um, voice your thoughts about what, should happen on the show yeah um if we don't hear from you on social media we will just do whatever we want i guess that's absolutely maybe we'll make a poll on the patreon or something you know like on
1: the patreon or in the bachelor of hearts posting facebook yeah
0: but honestly just send us a smoke signal send us a letter send us a fax send us a rose send us a rose yeah actually if anybody sends a rose to either of our houses First of all, where'd you get the address? But second yeah. of all, you can choose what we do. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> that's all it takes. Yeah. Uh, cool. Okay, so that basically wraps up everything uh, that has happened. In the world of The Bachelor. In the world of The is... Bachelor. But the other big thing that happened mm, this mm, week. I can't wait. I can't wait either. This is so exciting. I learned about something very important that happened in 1994. <laughs> uh, what I'm referring to is, um, well, it's a bit hard to say exactly exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what it is it's literally a bit hard to remember mm. uh and more importantly it's quite difficult to like accurately recite the name of it um it's it's uh, on, so on may 7th 1994 a music album was released to an unsuspecting public that would change the tra- trajectory of the popular culture forever and that album according to all of the text that is on its front cover was called the Flintstones present Bedrock Hop. Hanna Barbera presents Funky Fred and the Bedrock Rappers. Now that's a mouthful, <laughs> um, but yeah, what we have here is the first and I think only Flintstones rap album. Really, really
1: timely, prescient. Mm. So excited! The to people talk about that we trust with the back of the Bachelors.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yes. Uh, so the cover features Fred Flintstone wearing some kind of. I guess it's like an animal skin do-rag. Is that a fair thing to say? Yeah. Uh, He's operating a turntable complete with a small bird that's using its beak as a stylus. Um, And also for some reason it's wearing like tiny little bird sneakers.
1: Now this is the same year as the Flintstones movie came out. Are we were right. right? In, yes. Yeah, that's correct. This. So we're like monetizing the fuck out of the
0: I think that's it. Time. They're just like, we're talking about Flintstones in the popular culture again for the first time in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what we can milk out of this. Although there is no link that mm. I could see between the two projects at all. Apart from obviously the Flintstones being involved, but like, you know, the, it's a, it's a licensing thing. Hanna-Barbera has, has and we'll talk a bit about the creation of this thing in just a moment. Um, Yes, uh, Fred is uh, labelled as DJ Fred on his, um, on his turntable. It's written right. on there. Um, the cover also features little starbursts with pictures and names of Barney, Wilma, Dino, and Pebbles. Um, two of whom cannot speak <laughs> or, or sing or rap. Uh, and who, as far as I could tell, are not featured on the actual In album. Any way. Strange choice. Mm. Um, so, as for the actual content of the album... It's 10 original songs that are recorded and sung by a group called Funky Fred and the Bedrock Rappers. Tell me everything you know about this. All right. I, I did my research. I did some digging uh, for fossils, perhaps. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about what we know about it. And then we're going to play some songs and maybe talk about it, you know? Mm. Um, so the voice cast for this album is actually pretty impressive. Uh, I mean, like, not when compared to, like, rap albums that have rappers on them, I guess, but um, they, they managed to nab the actual voice actors who are currently portraying the main characters in all Flintstone media outside of the live action films. Got gotcha. you. So these aren't the people who were voicing them in the 1960s series. Uh, some of whom had passed away, some of whom had just been replaced, moved on to other projects, that sort of thing. But you have uh, Henry Corden as Fred, Susan Boyd as Wilma, Jeff Bergman as Barney, and B.J. Ward as the place that I want to get sent to in a hospital. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> uh, sorry, that's uh, not. That's appearance. really funny. It's not that kind of show. <laughs> um, I was not able to find a huge amount of information about like the actual origins of this album outside of like what you can kind of imagine of yep. just like someone in a boardroom being like, ah, the kids are listening to hip hop, right? Um, so I'm just going gonna... to... Fred in the boardroom. <laughs> <laughs> it did sound a bit like him. Um... <laughs> I can't do any of the voices and I think that's a shame because I have, oh. I have imbibed so yeah. much Flintstone media over yeah. the last It's month. really hard. Mm. Um, this is why these people have these jobs though, you know? Yeah, professionals. Right. Um Yeah, so without without any like concrete, <laughs> so to speak, mm-hmm. uh information about like what what led to this album being made, I am going to have to just assume that it was a passion project. Yeah. Um, you know, the these performers, these voice performers had just been like r- had just been like getting into like local underground hip hop subcultures, uh and they knew like based on their really detailed understanding of these characters that they've been Uh playing, um, that this would be like a really sensible decision for them. This is the kind of music that that they would be into and they probably wouldn't be able to even help.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. It's not exactly like they were like contracted and just had to or anything like this. This feels like a passion project.
0: Yeah. This is definitely like, this is what Fred would have done, you know, Mm. Um, is he would have had a little (laughs) leopard print do rag or whatever. Uh, Discog says that this was released on CD and cassette in 1994, but as of now, there are no copies available on the marketplace, (laughs) um, which is a tragedy. Um, and it's not because I bought them all, although thank you for (laughs) assuming that might be the case. in the library. Yeah. Uh, oh fuck. I'm going to have to, aren't
1: I? Yeah. We'll have to find eBay alert. Yeah. This is my number one tip for all listeners. Mm. Set up eBay alerts for things that you love. Yes. I have
0: plenty of them and it has been the source of many lost dollars in my life. Yes. Um, so, I was able to find the full recording on YouTube. Somebody has uploaded it there. And look, when we play these songs a little bit later, it might be a bit of a copyright infringement. So, just be chill. Yeah, you guys <laughs> don't part. knock on us. Yeah, exactly. But also, come after them first and then we'll talk. You yeah, know what exactly, I mean? right? Um, in addition to the voice cast, because yes. we have these Flintstones voice actors, but they are not the only people who, you know, they're oh, not, we got a whole music cast. Baby. Right. Exactly. So there are, there are three other names prominently listed in the credits. Um, none of which I was able to find like a humongous amount of information for, mm. um, but I, I've sort of just collated everything that I, that I could find because there's some kind of cool names or at least some people I, you know, wasn't aware of before and now sure. I think are cool. Um, So firstly, there are two producers on the project, um, uh, Steve Yano and Andrew Smith. Um, you don't have to know these people. I'll tell you about them now. Um, Steve Yano was a Chicago born LA based producer, um, who sadly passed away following an accident in 2014. Um, but I was able to learn a little bit about his really interesting life from his obituary, which I found posted online. Wow. Uh, I, I hate to laugh, but it is insane that I did this. Um, Steve and his wife Susan first met in high school, uh, and then while in college they worked selling records at various different swap meets around America, uh, and one day while working at the Rhodium swap meet in Torrance, Steve met Dr. Dre, and immediately recognized how talented he was, so Steve later introduced Easy E to Dr. Dre, and they eventually went on to form NWA. That's Fuck. isn't that fucking crazy that's insane just remember that when we play some clips from this album that that is the kind of like this is prestige the Nexus. yeah uh what? so steve saw how successful nwa was mm. and then decided to start his own production company and record label called scanless records um where he signed artists like high c tony a and proper dose um, the proper dose album, Mexican Power, released in 1992, features writing and arrangement by Andrew Smith, who's the other producer on Bedrock Hop. So I assume uh-huh. they met sometime around there. Um, Andrew Smith is a little bit hard to find online, um, but <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I couldn't say why. <laughs> I typed in Andrew Smith, and it didn't come up with this particular one. Mm. Um, but I did spend some time listening to Mexican Power as well as the High Sea debut album, Scandless. Um, And I can confirm that they both fucking rule. Sick. They have, like, great fucking production. There's, like, really cool samples and, like, instrumentals and shit in there. We're big Steve Heads. We're big Steve Heads. Um, We're big uh, Andrew Heads. Um, I don't know how these two guys felt about, like, being asked to make the Flintstones rap album. Well,
1: let me posit to you that um, they both... As far as I know, were involved with the creation of future cartoon based uh, albums. Oh, so really?
0: Probably pretty good. I don't know if I saw a lot of this. Okay, Do so you have In 1996, any
1: fun them? they were involved with the creation of Dumb and Dumber Get Down, Get Dumb. Oh my god. Like based on the movie? The cartoon <gasps> series. Oh based on the movies wow they did the record or were producers on the record for it this is like a holy grail for me i've got to check this out you absolutely do it also like features contributions from the red hot chili peppers what And todd Rundgren, and really robin hitchcock oh my god really good yeah wow uh so that's
0: fascinating so they both worked on that as well yes yeah right that's cool um, okay. Well, I mean, that changes everything. Yeah. Um, um,
1: Steve also is known for, um, a song called, uh,
0: Fruitcake. Great. Um, and that's all I have. Yes. Okay. Um, so in addition to these guys, uh, there are also certain performers who pop up on each song outside of the main voice cast. Um, none of whom are credited with enough detail for me to find them. Mm. Um, I'm going off what I could find on like Discogs and the Flintstones wiki and stuff, like neither of which are unfortunately... Filled out as much as I. Uh, I don't know why none of these <laughs> like studio musicians have their own pages on the Flintstone wiki. It seems wild to Bizarre. me. Bizarre. Um, but I want to give them uh, the appropriate credit. Um, so we have L. Johnson, Sherry Yano, who I think may be related to producer Steve, Steve yep. Yano, uh, Tempest McHales, Brittany Chow, Tiffany Liu, and Tiffany Chow, Tempest D. Cattle, McCavils. R. Smith, E. Smith see where I think there's some others see where I'll I'll see where yeah I'm actually on a see where diet <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, okay that's the end of my notes I think maybe we should just talk about so first impressions right all right this is a this is a Flintstones rap album it certainly is <laughs> um I like stumbled upon this um you may have heard a tiny clip of it listener if you tuned into our Patreon episode because I used it in place of the poke rap. Mm. um and that was like my first listen i was like how oh. did you find this <laughs> i was i typed in flintstones rap what do right. you want me to say okay. i googled flintstones rap because i was like poke rap that doesn't sound thematically appropriate let just me just confirming. say yeah i just had a feeling yeah because the flintstones have been such an on and off sort of kitschy col- cultural product um in in popular culture for the last 60 years or whatever yeah yeah so i was just like surely at some point someone has thought to combine the two mediums yeah uh, and so I stumbled on that song, um, Yabba Dabba Doo, yep. um, and I thought, great, that's exactly what it should be. You know, um, They say Yabba Dabba Doo about 1,500 times <laughs> over the course of that. But upon listening to the album, um, I mean, I don't know. Do it, sh- sh- I, 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 I heard it in many different forms over the week, Yeah. Right? O- over the last week or so. Um, the first time I listened to it in sort of shock and disbelief. How many, how many times would you say that you've listened to this album? I would say that I've listened to this album front to back one time. Okay, that's a normal, human, healthy um, answer. And I'm, I'm happy for you that your life is like that. Uh, and it sounds cool. It's not for me, obviously, but... <laughs> Um, cause I have, I have a complicated relationship with this album already <laughs> somehow, uh, um, which is like, I, you know, so I, I decided pretty early that this would make for a good episode. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, okay, well how, what's the best way to like interact with this thing and have yeah. it as part of my life. Right. Cause I want to be familiar with these songs. Mm. We're pretty behind the curtain on this episode yeah, already, but yeah. you know, um, so I you was like, mesh. yeah, I, 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 listened to it once and I was like, this thing has some surprisingly good, moments mm. um it also has some real clunkers yeah um and i enjoyed the fact that it had both it has a kitschy appeal it's it it reminds me of other like novelty albums that i have enjoyed in the past um max i was playing you a little bit of the mcgruff the crime dog yes new um, discovery
1: for me that record rules yeah
0: it's very good um maybe we'll i don't know we'll never do an episode again about it i guess but <laughs> let's, let's, do look up the the album smart kids by mcgruff the crime dog Um, You'll have a great time. Um, There's also, I think I showed you the Hulk and his friends. Yes. um, Children's album at one point, which also holds a a close place in my heart. Um, You know, along with real music, I also listen to a lot of this type of garbage. I've got a couple of uh, Chipmunks albums on vinyl, like, you know, Um, but yes. So there's good and bad on this album. Mm. Um, And throughout the week, I was sort of trying to find the right ways to listen to it. Um, so like I, for instance, I learned, um, let me set the scene for you. Yeah. I, uh, Evie's out of the house, my yeah. partner Evie, um, she's out. I'm not tor- sure exactly what time she's coming home. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm jumping in the shower. It's the evening. Right. And I've got a Sonos speaker that I like to listen to music in the shower. Maybe have a bit of a sing along, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Been vibing to the new Beth's record in there. Great that record. Beth's record's real good. Uh, so the other night I was like, okay, maybe this is a good time for me to fit in a bit of a Flintstone listen. Right. Mm. Um, and I pop it on and I make it in about 45 seconds before the idea of a V coming home and catching (laughs) me listening to it becomes so unbearable that I have to switch it off and change it over to something else. Uh, Good. Um, I think that's happened a couple of times. There is a, there's a stretch once we start playing the clips, I'll talk about it. There's a stretch towards the end of this album where you don't hear any of the Flintstone voice actors for probably like five minutes straight, mm. um, you know, or very subtly. So you can kind of get a, you can kind of forget what you're listening to for yeah. a little while it's there. It's a pretty good part of the record, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a number of stretches, I guess, uh, some longer than others, where you can. Really just enjoy it like it is, like, a mid-90s hip-hop record. Yes. With, like, some good instrumental parts and, like, you know, effort put into it and stuff. Um, But then someone will come in and be like,
1: Oh, what are you doing Wilma? Or whatever. Like, you know,
0: it, you could have it on in the background whilst people are in the room having a conversation, which is something that I did. Right. Yeah. I, I like was listening to it on my speakers. Um, and it was totally fine and not noticeable until somebody started yelling. or <laughs> There were a bunch of sound effects or whatever. Yeah. Um, so mostly this has been a headphone listen for me. I see. Um, yeah. but I have probably listened to it somewhere between five and 10 times. Okay. Um, certainly like five times all the way through and then certain tracks more than others come back to i have also reached the point where the opening songs of this album are like torture to me right okay they're burning it has been too many times and like i guess we'll talk about like the sequencing yeah you know and i'm interested in in like what our favorite tracks are um whether any of them stood out to you for being particularly good or particularly bad maybe we should just jump into it the first track is called buffalo lodge yeah um in my opinion, well, let's, we'll play a little bit of it. And let's then, hear some Buffalo Lodge. Yeah. This is how the album starts. So it's sort of soulful. Yeah. You get ready
1: jumping okay so look this is wild thing and that's fine mm-hmm. um
0: it also seems to be purposeless a little bit it's an interesting choice for track number one why are we yeah why are we going this why is the lodge so I looked up because I wasn't familiar with the no, Buffalo. Me watch. Neither. And I think maybe that is to the record's advantage, in the sense that like, if you put it on, let's say you this you you have this on CD and you yeah. play it at a party and you just start with like Flintstones, meet the Flintstones, or whatever. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Like it is very I mean <laughs> what I'm doing is creating a, a fake reality where you would put this on at a party. Which yeah, at may a party with Scott Flintstone. <laughs> right. I don't I don't know necessarily what the point of this record is. So maybe I can't hypothesize too much about that. But like I think it is good that it doesn't literally start with the Flintstones theme as much as it is going to be very Flintstone related and before too long. Uh And it also doesn't start with one of the Flintstone voice actors. It starts with like studio musician, guest singer sort of thing. Yeah. And they're singing about the Buffalo Lodge, which is not a thing that I was aware of, but the, the water Buffalo Lodge is a, a place in Bedrock where Fred's, Fred and Barney's like, I think bowling team and associated like group of dudes hang out they are called like the water buffalo clan or something like that. Okay. I forget exactly. But the do you remember in the movies uh when they do that like gava gava Who, gava gava Hey yes. thing or whatever yes. it is? That's what that is. Uh, so they're all mm-hmm. members of this like boys club, men's I guess. Men's society. Yeah, right. Boys club. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Damn it. Did yeah. I just
1: rebrand as a boy Yeah, it's such a men's society. Yeah, yeah. I it's... love working it, but it's fucking it's a total men's society.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's uh so yeah, it's it's a uh, um it's a sort of what is it it's a it's a song dedicated to them I guess or that place yeah. or whatever yeah. it's the place where they go to like it makes sense. It, it's the kind of you know it's like you would maybe write a song about your favorite club or whatever I guess. Right. hypothetically I don't know I'm not the person to be talking about that I've never done it but, you know, so on that level, that function's okay. And, and it's not one of the most egregiously terrible, uh, as, as far as the lyric go. By the way, if you're curious about the lyrics, they are all listed on the Flintstones wiki. So I'm actually just going to crack that open. Um, Buffalo Lodge, Buffalo Lodge, everybody see sees you working. working. It's not a terrible hook. No, it's fine. Um, for a, for a one, four, five, it does its job. Yeah. All right, well, look, I mean, you know, Buffalo Lodge, it is what it is. It it gets you in the door. Yeah. I don't like this one a lot, but I think I can't really separate just the number of times that I've listened to it from the actual content, yeah. you know? Yeah, Um. We have, oh, I guess we didn't get to, like, Fred jumping in on the mic. If you're ready to rock, so the we've r- got, like, trading off verses between Fred Flintstone and a, a rapper. um, and And Fred says things like, um, let's rock this crowd! If you came to party, let's shout it out loud. Like you know, it's just like it's. This is one of the more like my name is Fred and I and I'm here to say <laughs> like tracks on the on the on the record. So that's that's about what you get from Buffalo Lodge. It is yeah. long. It, the track is three minutes and thirty five minutes. Three minutes and thirty five minutes is how long it feels. That's yeah. Uh, then we get on to Yabba Dabba Doo, which is uh, the song that I played um, in place of the poker rap, and I think this one's good. I think it's not like good. But here's where we run into one of the problems as well is the kids. Yeah, there's too many kids in this. Yeah, I don't think they're wanted. Oh, those jams to gain some clams. Get involved so you know it's So you know it's slam you know, like yeah. we've got the cure. kicking and the rhyme is pure
1: All four of us,
0: this is we so know the like, fam, fun like why does this exist it's a great question it's a totally fair question sorry I'm just gonna have to cut it straight off um yeah a fair question I do think that that has that has a bit of uh movement to it you know yeah. it's got like the 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 drum like part whatever yeah kind of, oh, like it's, it's good it's giving me like tony hawk's pro skater 2 like load screen music oh, interesting. type of thing.
1: yeah and you're also getting the like um walk on the wild side kind of baseline
0: yes i yeah. think the baseline's pretty good I So too. it's a sample i think i don't know what it's from there's no detailed credits available for this thing um uh, again we're we're looking at like um you know pretty pretty lousy lyrics um <laughs> the notes and trivia section on the Flintstones wiki for this song says, this is one of the songs that use the iconic catchphrase of the same name. <laughs> like, okay. Yes, that is true. Um, they certainly say Yabba Dabba Doo about 150 times in this song, which we love, um, which look, if you're picking up this CD, you, you're going to want to hear a song that's called Yabba Dabba Doo, where they say Yabba Dabba Doo about 150 times. Yeah. And that's what you get. Um, but you know, I don't know if we learn a lot about the world here. No, I don't know if we learn about th- these characters really. Um, Fred says, "Lucky Freds, oh yeah, here I am. Wipe a stone wave. We've got the jam." Wilma says, "Party over here, party over there. Vibrate the floor like I don't care." And Barney says, "This teenage style, join the pile, so you know it's quite your while." And Betty says, "Chillin', feelin' the funky beat." Bam Bam and Pebbles start to speak I think maybe these lyrics are wrong actually Look it's really Oh wait
1: are Bam Bam and Pebbles the kids? Yes And so they're like the Oh You
0: know what I mean? Like maybe Yeah, yeah. Could be Um, I'll I'll give them credit for that Why not? But then we have a song that brings something new to the table Yes Musically speaking Which is Disco Dino D- Dinosaur Go Dino This Go is kind
1: of a mashup
0: Dino. It's not a mashup. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. This poor woman. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry, did Mark Ronson produce this? <laughs>
1: We just, they said that in the last
0: song. Pardon?
1: They said the same the same rhyme scheme in the last song, didn't they? <laughs> I think they did, yeah. Slams,
0: jams, Slams, jams, jams cash and clams. Uh, I, I don't hate this one at all. This no. is like a fun mix of disco and hip hop in a way that like, I'm not saying they invented it. No. But like, you know, uh, it's basically, maybe invent disco maybe rap? this is basically the best thing I've ever heard in my yeah. life. Yeah. Um, you know, it's got they're they're talking about cactus cola, they're talking about I mean look, it's a song about shaking that thing.
1: Yeah, you know, shaking what your mama gave you. Right. You know, which in my case is like anxiety,
0: a shellfish allergy, and an mm-hmm. intense desire to be left alone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um and they also mention Rock Vegas in uh-huh. this um a little later, which is fun. Um, obviously, the Viva Rock Vegas movie would come several years in the future, but you know it's part of the extended lore. Right. Um, let's just skip a little further in. And, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, we're definitely just doing the exact same <laughs> thing. What about here? No, absolutely Still the same.
1: Bad. Let's move on to yes. let's let. Okay, where else did this album take
0: you? Well, this is this is a whole other. Oh yeah. This is like slow jam, and this it's is called like... Freddy Funkstone.
1: Okay. this is fred's like sex jam i think you're right Fred is the coolest cat I've ever seen, the cat I've ever seen.
0: Like, oops sorry well oh, like we'll skip ahead a little hang on <laughs> Oh, no, they're doing the same thing there nah. i don't hate that guitar there's a lot that I don't like about it. Yeah, I would say this was a less pleasant one. <laughs> but, you know, it's not all about pleasant. You know, because it's like, they're actually tapping into yeah, something that's real. that's true. You, you know, art
1: is meant to be challenging, sometimes.
0: Yeah. um, making the flintmobile want to jump. Um... I'm just trying to look at these lyrics, but they are f- very wrong, and I might have to fix them. <laughs> I might have to transcribe the lyrics to the best of my ability. I wonder if an AI did this or something. Anyway, that's Freddie Flint- Funkstone. Let's talk about Bedrock Hop. Bedrock Hop is probably, I mean, it's the title track, so I feel like they must have put a bit of effort into this yeah. one. You've also got this big guitar shredding, quite mid-90s thing. Do the Bedrock Hop. Do the Bedrock Hop do the bedrock. you yeah. do say it a few times it's another very repetitious one I remember in your mind cuz now we a for a minute the boys just want to get down can't stop what i'm doing cuz i like he's <laughs> so, so, so bad be here <laughs> <I> mean, <I'm laughs> so, <that's laughs> do steps, so, let's right ahead ahead ahead. a little sorry <laughs>
1: What it, it is so jarring, and it will never not be jarring <laughs> that they have chosen hip hop, funk, and soul as mm-hmm. the medium, mm-hmm. and then they've got this man who comes in who just sounds like that, yeah, right? <laughs> like it is the least uh funk, soul, hip hop that you that you could that you could imagine,
0: yeah. Although, honestly, he has competition from Barney, who is also extremely annoying. Can we
1: talk about who the flyest MC is?
0: (laughs) Yeah, out of the two of them? I think the flyest MC on the whole record might be Betty. Betty's got some... Yeah, Be- I feel like Betty is not just... I mean, she has the advantage of being a, a less annoying voice, generally speaking. Yes, But I think she has got, like, rhythm. She's got, Betty's like, got bars. Of, I think She's She's giving, like, Marge Simpson rapping. Yeah. Like, it's obviously... It's corny. But I would argue that she is in on the joke a bit more than Fred and Barney, who just feel like they kind of have to do their thing, you know? Like, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and they've I think, knocked off at the quarry.
0: Right. And I think the, like, posturing... 'Cause I think they've tapped into that as as far as like a thing that is big in hip hop at the moment is like I'm the coolest motherfucker in the world. Yeah. So Fred and Barney both seem like they have to do that. Yeah. And it 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 is uh it, it's a crutch, I think. And yeah. it doesn't really serve Bedrock's them all the baddest. Songs. Right. Yeah. Um What do we have here? We got this? uh do the bedrock hop, Uh a little instrumental break. I mean, you know, I don't hate it. Let's talk about the genuine G Funk Odyssey of Welcome to the Gravel Pit, a song that I think is good. I agree. I don't mind saying it. I don't know if the Gravel Pit is like an actual location, if these are like real characters or anything. quarry, <laughs> <laughs> Quarry
1: and worry. Quarry sure and I'm sure I did that joke last week on the podcast, who <laughs> 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 so am, so am I to say?
0: Step into the gravel jam. You know This is what it's all about This is music I'm doing the next one So this is like Freddie, Freddie 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 Eric B and Rakeem. Sorry sorry That's a decent song And that's one of the We're in the territory net Right now of like Songs you can listen to Without I mean that one Maybe less so <laughs> This song I don't think you hear a Freddie I'm sorry I don't think you hear a Flintstone Very much at all At all This is kind of just like Another cool sexy slow jam
1: this is filler in the best way. I mean, it is such right. a compliment.
0: I think the filler is the best stuff on this album. And it has like sweet lyrics mm. about how Wilma really loves Fred, even though he's. It's got that Louie, Louie, Louie sort of yeah, yeah. vibe to it. It's like genuinely romantic. If I wrote this about my partner, I would be really proud. And, so and like real instrument, you know, like, yeah. I want to give him some credit. Is, she daddy, she daddy, she does.
1: is it ever addressed in the series hmm? that... that they
0: released a great hip hop album? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> So they have an episode where they deal with the fallout of the fame and yeah like yeah.
1: give me the behind the music
0: Flintstones I don't know I mean like because you know there there's obviously the series from the nineteen sixties which wouldn't have de- dealt with this stuff as it wasn't going to happen for another thirty years yes and it's not mentioned in either of the movies that we've covered so we might have to look into it and find out in a future Flintstone great one. great um what else have we got rubble got to get rich this is this is like I I I like the idea of this one yeah but I find um. Probably my least favourite aspect is Barney, Yeah, Um, and I also think this one has some of the worst lyrics. Definitely, and also, yeah, there's so much to it. And this is super annoying too, this little synth line bothers me a lot, having listened to it a bunch of times.
1: It feels um, like it's just happening on the spot, like no one wrote
0: this. Right, this is a first draft. Yeah. This is like almost a freestyle. Gotta get paid, got this plot so we got it made. It's but also, like, sweet. not
1: Some true to the character of Barney, sh- right? No!
0: He's not interested in making money and He doesn't,
1: know. He's interested
0: all. in friendship He's interested in his wife Food. Food, for sure it's to pull in clams. What's up, Pulling in clams the switch, So you know, I get rich. So this is the way that they lead into The chorus every time is We make the ladies switch So you know I gotta get rich I don't know what that, I don't means. Know what that means No, so I don't either. understand that Yeah, this is a This, is, this a, is a bad one This is a rough one there's a really bad lyric later in this song, which I can't remember what it is now. So listeners, please, please check it down. <laughs> on your own. I'm just, I'm, I'm wary of the fact that we're running out of time, unfortunately, yeah, for yeah. this episode. Um, maybe we'll have to do a follow-up. We should, yeah, maybe even just call it there
1: with the Flintstones' Bedrock Hop.
0: Oh, uh, really? You don't want to, uh, we've got, well, there's 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 two more tracks. Okay, all right, So we've got right. talkin' Loud, Ain't sayin' Nothing, okay. which uh, really describes us in this podcast. Yeah. I like this because it is a song about how Fred sucks, but unfortunately, the song features a lot of Fred so sucking, Fred. Yeah. Um, which is a problem. It's a vibe suck. Yeah. I like that it's got this, like, no scrubs, almost sort of like, we're not taking any shit from this dude. Like, yeah. yeah. This, like, I wouldn't say girl power, but like, you know, this like mid 90s sort of like were actually not impressed you know yeah yeah but unfortunately they have to provide a lot of examples of fred sucking just him yelling throughout the whole thing Barn! all right so that's that one and then we finish with house rock hits okay and what this is is um sort of the dance mega mix of the Flintstones universe. Yeah. And instead of using clips from the TV show or from the movies or anything, it features basically just, like, little samples of clips from other songs on this record. Bizarre. Um, I guess for rights reasons or whatever. I'm guessing this is, like, a B-side that one of the producers... But then you have this. It's, like one of the most <laughs> flagellating
1: pieces of music.
0: It's really quite discordant. I don't want to hear these kids. You know? And like, it's not a record that's made for adults. No. But I don't think that a kid would listen to this and be like, I'm gonna fucking be one of those kids one day. You know? Like, I'm gonna sing along. And just from the perspective of like,
1: well, they're in stereo as well as the other. Oh yeah, you know, I'm you know feeling what I mean? it. I Like, yeah. I'm hearing different kids in different times in different years. Right, yeah. That for me is um, creative. They're slightly out of time, slightly out of tune. Yeah.
0: This is so bad. It's very bad. And it kind of just ends too. Oh, it ends with them all laughing. As if they were all there in studio. (laughs) Doing that, no, this is being spliced together. (laughs) Yeah. What uh, is this? Yeah. So that's that. I'm really glad we did it. <laughs> Max, I can tell you are too. Uh, I feel a bit sad that we have to end this episode, but we have a guest starting uh, to arrive in just a few minutes for the episode. We're about to tape. Um, if you have enjoyed this Flintstones month bonus, head on to the Patreon. We've got some more Flintstones month stuff oh, happening yeah, there's there. There's so much Flinties happening. We're also, it seems, like, I think we're going to drop uh, our second Flintstones month bonus patreon episode in the main feed in a couple of days yes um so check back here for that yeah
1: really important that you uh stay up to date with everything that's going on in the world of fred
0: barney Wilma, betty dino yeah pebbles bam bam and the rest you really internalized a lot of this haven't you yeah um okay folks uh thanks again we will be in contact with you again soon we'll figure out what we're gonna fucking do but let us know please yeah, yeah. you, if you can take one thing away else. from this Um, we're depending on you listen to Flintstones bunch and the funky munch Um, (laughs) and then yeah uh, let us know what you reckon the future of the pod should be if you want (laughs) Uh, yeah we'd love
1: to know and not face this current existential (laughs) crisis yeah based on we will probably
0: not do Flintstones month next month probably yeah bye bye Rocks before me searching for Rock to lead me to The end of the stone I know we found rocks Following my heart so Boulder, hoping up this rock Will lead me to the end of the Stone oh, oh, oh. The End of the stone Oh stone All my life, I've waited for years Hearing
1: your voice, music to my ears the first you my life. Just one hope.
0: We'll Wilma.